0: Good evening, this is Michael McKelvey recording my English 102 Research Writing and Rhetoric Module 3, Week 5 Multimodal Project. I'm going to be talking about my topic of the stigma of mental health and the reticence of people wanting to seek help for it. Uh, for tonight, I have two um, sources that I'll be citing um, <clears throat> first and foremost is from Polina um a Polish uh, researcher wrote an article in the um, Advances in Psychiatry and Neurology Ar- uh, Journal January 2021 the name of the article is Early Life Trauma Review of Clinical and Neurological Studies and my second is by Andrew Sarkin uh, who wrote in the Social Psychiatry and Psychi- Psychiatric Epidemiology Journal an article called "Stigma Experienced by People Using Mental Health Services in San Diego," uh, written in May 2015? My topic um, at hand is, you know, the stigma of mental health and how we, as individuals, and then collectively as a society, could potentially. Uh, alleviate that stigma or, um, alter its perception. Um, what I mean by that is, um, I guess first comes with understanding that we all, every single one of us has something from our past that has affected us in one way or the other. Um, and, and that's just the, the thing is nobody is free of its effects. Um, in our society today, we, we live in, uh, a a world where we can make comments pass judgment and and you know have that stigma upon people uh, without true regard for their how they take it and their well-being um but first and foremost it comes to the point that we're all suffering from a maladjustment of some sort from our childhood Um, and i guess that's really where this kind of comes from um the idea that a child's mind cannot process info properly, um, and and because of that, regardless of whether it's benign, whether it's a mother and father that don't say "I love you" enough or in the right way, or if it's the more gross and um, profound traumas that children often uh, suffer from, but the idea it still comes back to a trauma. Uh, The Greek word for trauma means uh, wound, damage, and defeat. When we translate that into medicine, trauma is a body injury that overwhelms the capacity for defense, requires medical intervention. In psychology, trauma is circumstances that overwhelm or exceed a person's capacity to protect their own mental well-being and integrity. And the DSM-5, which is the um, universally accepted Uh, or at least in the United States Nationally Accepted um, Diagnosis Handbook, describes it as organisms' reaction in face of actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. That's got a really unique uh, definition to it coming from a medical standpoint. Um, But the other thing that's kind of interesting to it is if you think about it and you kind of parse it out a little bit is, Things such as divorce or job loss don't qualify underneath that, um, and I I would argue to say that they they could um, based upon a person's perceived um, uh, perception of that event. So if I get fired and my boss tells me it's because I'm a horrible person, even as an adult I could potentially have a maladjustment to that Um but if we take it back to a child, let's say a sixteen year old that gets fired from a job that could also um impress upon them a feeling of unworthiness or worthlessness that could then follow them for the rest of their life um we'll go even even further and john balby uh who is a um he is a renowned uh, a renowned i'm sorry. Uh, British psychologist, psychiatrist, and psychoanalyst um, specifically for child development. Um, he's quoted as saying that trauma is any event that seriously threatened the attachment relationship uh, the such as potential death, divorce, or psychotic uh, outbreak. Uh, and so that, you know, Just his definition alone I think is more encompassing of what I'm trying to get at is that uh, children, um, and actually I heard this from Oprah, um, you know, children as young as um, two months up to two years old, their mind is um, in the advanced stages of development and up to the age of five, Oprah was noted as saying that um, a person, after the age of five, their personality is already developed. Meaning the things that happen from birth to the five years old impress greatly upon children. So if we take that to even, you know, take a child who does not have a father figure, or let's say has a father figure, um, and that father figure and mother figure consistently fight and argue. That child grows up perceiving that and therefore it's impressed upon them that that is normal. That is what safety, security, and love is because of how they interact with their environment. Um, Paulina Rock um wrote an article um, that looked at several different studies. One of them... Uh, was called the Lives Across Time Study. Um, And this I found quite interesting um, from the aspect that uh, they followed children from the age of birth, some of them up to the age of 18 and even further, um, and it showed that physical and emotional abuse or neglect during childhood uh, resulted in lower social and psychological functioning and a higher number of psychiatric diagnoses in adulthood comparison compared to non-abused groups. So they would check these family groups and see the interaction of mother to child, mother to husband, um, or significant other, and then their combined um, interaction with the child. Um, in that group of the 76 interviewees um, that they observed for the longest time, adult functioning was inversely related to the number of traumatic relational experiences. Um, Even just sporadic trauma seems to influence adverse functioning in adulthood, but not to the same extent as chronic or multiple traumatic experiences. Um, But she goes on to say that not only overt abuse and severe neglect, um, but also psychological adversities related to parents' death, illness, Addiction or divorce may have enduring effects uh, for children uh, frequently experience um, a parent's divorce. They, they equate it as similar to a death, a death of that, uh, that, that parent. Um, so we have a, a study that directly shows that the, how a child is brought up in a family unit um, affects how they you know progress in you know further into life um, the other another part of this and this is more personal to me is that um, when they were looking at those adult patients that they had followed from birth um, and they looked at uh the symptoms they showed that they evolved and changed. Starting with moderate signs of distress and then developing into more complex symptoms um, and organized disorders like hyperactivity, anxiety, or eating disorders. Uh, And the reason that's personal to me is because as a young child, I was um, in the average weight range. Um, And then there was a time when all of a sudden I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, and my uh, weight increased. And while during my therapy and my treatment, I haven't quite got to the area and time in my life where that happened, I struggled with this diagnosis of ADD and ADHD throughout my entire life. And I've struggled with my weight my entire life. Um, and during my recent um, therapy, have come to realize that you know my eating habits are a direct relation to things of my past. Um, and I'm also beginning to wonder or, uh, was kind of, or, were investigating the possibility that my ADD or ADHD, um, wasn't actually, uh, accurate diagnosis and more possibly that my brain, instead of facing a hurt or trauma that it had suffered, would jump from topic to topic, therefore mimicking, uh, the presentation of ADD or ADHD, um, where I may not have had it at all. So we bring that to today, where for, you know, the last 16 years, I thought I was doing pretty well with how I handled things. And then we move into, um, you know, just less than a year ago, seeking help and finding out that um, actually a big part of why I am not, wasn't aware of the past traumas was because I was medicated. I was medicated from a young age with antidepressant and mood stabilizers. And actually, in the process of coming off of those, uh, it is a, a true eye-opening experience. So that leads me to the Sarkin article and talking about uh, the people in this, um, this study. And for just a quick background, they um, they did a... A study. San Diego is San Diego is the fifth most populous county in the United States, with three million people across a diverse uh, cultural range, Um, and they uh, basically anybody that partakes in the San Diego public health system has to um, participate in studies that are done. So, one thousand two hundred thirty-seven people in two thousand nine underwent a survey, um, and eighty nine point seven percent of those people reported experiencing discrimination of some sort for having a mental illness uh, or a mental health problem uh, women experiencing more than men but men were less likely um, to embrace the positive aspects of facing mental health challenges um, and that's a whole you know study in of itself but coming back to this is they asked these individuals um, how they felt they were being discriminated or, um, to what extent. Um, and part of the study kind of indicates that there may not have been any discrimination at all. It may have actually just been a perception on the individual themselves, um, but without any external stimulus. So, um, now some of them did say that, um, uh, they had experienced discrimination with examples. Um, but my um, I guess my... To go along with my first part about how do we reach people is first to identify that none of us are free of the struggles of our past. Um, some of us just adjust better or cope better or actually have healthy mechanisms for healing our past traumas but also is getting into our uh, population um the older population uh and encouraging them and showing them that an understanding that there is discrimination out there but that some of it may be just in our own minds um And I will say that after becoming more open with my own diagnosis, that I always have that feeling that people will look at me in a certain way. But at the end of the day, I also realize that I have to do this for me and that it's a pattern of healing of my own um, in order to help those around me but also then to help my family. So... um, that's the two sources that I pulled for tonight's uh, assignment. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes.